A couple weeks ago, I was almost compelled to do a podcast on the fast food chicken wars between Popeyes, Chick-fil-A, and other restaurant chains because, my god, chicken sandwiches were trending all over social media and online publications. From Twitter reviews to front page articles on Vice.com, this thing about chicken was more than just a viral sensation. It was a spectacle that demonstrated how marketing, social media, and American persona can easily transform a silly topic about chicken into a national news debate. I was more than eager and intrigued to talk about it, to talk about the chicken wars, but there were two reasons why I didn't. The first was simple. I did not get a chance to eat the Popeye's chicken sandwich before it sold out, and therefore couldn't give a fair take on it. But the second reason leads me to this week's episode about another spectacle that I think is even bigger than the fast food chicken wars, and that's the plant-based meat movement. Although it hasn't quite broken the internet like the Popeye's chicken sandwich did, plant-based meat is trending beyond an impossible odds. I'm sure you've heard or seen those two words before, because these meatless products called Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods are going mainstream. Yes, the two main players in the plant-based meat market are seriously making a killing without killing any animals. It's crazy, right? In 2019, we have realistic replacements for proteins like beef that look, bleed, and taste like burgers. And if you're still unfamiliar with what these products are, think about veggie burgers. Only this veggie burger looks, cooks, and tastes like real beef. I know firsthand because I've personally eaten and cooked both Beyond and Impossible products. So how is that possible? What sort of ingredient makes these meats meatless? Well, the key ingredient in Beyond Meat is a yellow pea crop protein that is processed to biomimic meat. In Impossible Meat, you don't have a pea crop. You have a soy GMO yeast that is again processed to biomimic meat. And what I mean by biomimicking meat, again, it's the process. Only this process excludes the killing and gutting of a cow. It's crazy that this stuff exists. I mean, come on. I know science and technology continues to advance, but I never thought it would be this successful. And it is successful. Beyond Meat stock is up 500% since its IPO in May. That headline itself is beyond insane, and it gets better. Beyond Meat's market cap is now bigger than 25% of the S&P 500. Not only is Beyond Meat a hot stock at 160 a share right now, Impossible Foods is not far behind. Thanks to a national partnership with Burger King, the success of the Impossible Whopper has propelled investors to get in on Impossible Foods before it goes public. And who wouldn't want to invest? The plant-based meat market is poised to surpass 140 million over the next 10 years, thanks to a business model that is riding on a plethora of benefits. So, is the hype beyond impossible? Let's find out in this week's episode. It's engraved in our psyche that meat is delicious. I don't know, there's something about it, about how an animal tastes. It's so unique. It's probably because they were once alive in the flesh, like us. Whether it's bison, elk, pork, rabbit, or good old beef, they all have distinct qualities that you simply cannot replicate. The rawness to the smell, you cannot replicate that. But when I heard that there was this new substitute, I was skeptical about what it would be like without those distinct qualities, without those distinct qualities that make meat 
meet. Listen, I always tried to have an open mind about the word new, even when I have doubts, but when I took my first bite of the impossible Whopper in San Francisco last month, and a couple days later, tasting the Beyond Meat patty I cooked in my own kitchen, I was more than impressed with these plant-based meats. The texture immediately is hard to differentiate between real meat. I know that sounds crazy, but these companies have seriously done a great job of biomimicking beef. Honestly, after trying both Beyond and Impossible, it's not crazy to label both of them as the future of food. Look, if you haven't been paying attention, it's a legitimate claim. The restaurant industry is going all in on these products. People like Bill Gates, Leonardo DiCaprio, and ex-CEO of McDonald's, Don Thompson, are investing and endorsing these products. They do in fact offer a lot of compelling benefits, the two biggest being health and climate. So let's start with health. Products like Beyond Meat are labeled as healthy alternatives to red meat. They are a plant-based protein that can hopefully cut into America's overconsumption of red meat. Because let's face it, America currently leads the world in meat intake. We as a nation eat on average three burgers per week. Globally, that's problematic when you factor in countries like China and India who are now eating more beef than ever before. Also, let's not forget about the chronic diseases that are linked to a high meat intake. From type 2 diabetes to heart disease, Beyond Meat really seems to be a step in the right direction that can solve some of these issues. But Beyond Meat really is a catch-22 when it comes to nutrition. I thought the CEO of Whole Foods said it best last month. Plant-based meat is good for the environment, but not for your health. I love that quote because it's true. Plant-based meat products like Beyond and Impossible are not necessarily the healthiest option available because it's a processed food nonetheless. It contains a lot of sodium, about the same amount of fat as beef, and coconut oil, an ingredient that has more saturated fat than butter and lard. And when you look at Beyond Meat's ingredients, it really comes down to water, pea protein, canola oil, refined coconut oil, and rice protein. Ingredients from Impossible Foods are a little bit different because they do include GMOs from soy protein, but like I said before, they're processed foods. They may not be as bad as frozen dinners, but even healthy foods we think are good for us are not really good. Foods like Greek yogurt, almond butter, and cheese, they all are processed foods. I think when you look at the big picture, plant-based foods like Beyond Meat are a stopgap food that replaces red meat, therefore helping us balance a healthy diet. Listen, I don't know how you guys feel, but when I eat too much red meat, I feel it. Whether we are on the paleo, vegan, or low-carb diet, I think it comes down to moderation. We all are trying to find new ways to improve our health, and sometimes it's experimental. Just like when Beyond Meat started experimenting with this product in 2009. We as consumers ought to experiment with this product in our diets. So that's the health benefit. Let's talk about the second benefit. Let's talk about how products like Beyond Meat can help climate change. Look, it goes without saying that beef production is a huge climate problem. When news broke about the Amazon fires last month, people were reacting on Twitter, horrified and perplexed at those images of a hell-like inferno. I, on the other hand, did not contribute nor react to the Brazilian fires, because I knew cattle farming was one of the main actors responsible for that. 
You see, back in 2017, Vice News did a great documentary called Meat Hooked, which highlighted that Brazil has become the world's second largest beef producer. They documented how cattle farming contributes to greenhouse gases that are more potent than carbon because of all those resources needed to keep these cattle farms and slaughterhouses operational. They presented compelling facts. Facts like pound of beef takes on average 308 gallons of water. 450 tons of corn silage per day is being fed to cattle. 20 times as much land is needed per unit of beef. All of these facts point to meat being a global threat. With global meat production expected to reach 465 tons, products like Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods produce a product that is more efficient than beef production. It makes sense to develop alternatives to beef because we have to change our eating habits to more plant-based diets if we want to limit global warming. If we really want to make an impact, we have to start looking at these products. Because like I said in the intro, developing countries like India to superpowers like China are starting to eat more beef. Diets that mimic ours, that's not good. That pressure to produce for two of the largest populations on earth is scary. When you factor reports like the World Resource Institute claiming that by 2050, meat consumption will take two deforest Indias to grow. I think in the end, the world is changing, and it's changing in ways that are problematic to our future. I know I don't want to live in a world like Interstellar, where agriculture is causing us to suffocate to death. I know we don't have a wormhole near Saturn, nor Matthew McConaughey's piloting skills to transport an NASA team across another galaxy. All I know is that in 2019, we have a product that tastes, bleeds, and cooks like beef. A product that is sustainable. A product that is an alternative. We like alternative products to the originals. Look at the evolution of milk. We got soy, almond, coconut, and my favorite, oat milk, available to the public because many of us are becoming less tolerant to the original. In the end, will America be less tolerant of beef? That's the world-changing question. Okay guys, that's a wrap for this week's episode. Remember to share and hit that subscribe or follow button if you haven't done so already. You know I'm thankful when you do so on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, or on my website, www.matstwocents.com. That's the number two. Until next time, guys, it's been a pleasure. This is Matt, signing off for the day.